Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the podcast that wouldn't wear a snood. This week on Heart and Hand, we're back. Okay, after a weather-induced hiatus, Heart and Hand is back. I'm David Edgar, I'm your host, and I'm joined by regular guest, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. Hello, hello. And uh, unfortunately, two regular guests, Mr. Cameron Bell. Evening, Langstein, how are we? I'm um, not too bad. Uh, can I just say, though, that, Cammy, although that you're generally the target of my ire for, for fairly obvious reasons, uh, tonight the abuse that will be dished to, has to be dished to Scott for wearing what can only be described as a Cossack hat. Well, or a cockeyed hat. <laughs> yeah, or another Sea-World hat. Cossacks are a bit generous. Yeah, it's, it's cock sack. Yeah, a cock sack's hat. That looks like you know when you get jumpers for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It looks like someone's giving you one early, but eating the jumper, shat it out, and then giving it to you, and you wear it in your head. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, we're going to we're going to post it on the Facebook. Uh, we're not going to let the fact that there's been no football get in the road of us talking about ostensibly about football because as as regular heart and hand listeners will know. It's not always about football we talk about, is it, on here? Rarely. Rarely, yeah, really. I would have to say, if you did come to Heart and Hand to get your fi- fix of tactics and pretty much wasting your time, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, so, yeah. You, you know, you, there are plenty of places you can get that shit. Yeah. Listen to the game with Gabriel Marcotti. Um, okay, well, well, we'll kick off this week. We have been away for a week because last week Cammy phoned and said that he couldn't make a podcast because of the weather that's ruining it yeah. for everybody. Lies. Everybody else could make lies. it. Everybody else could make it. No, it was lies. It was due to the, we, we felt for the safety of people travelling. Ironically, Cammy was the only one we didn't care yeah. uh, whether he made it there safely or not. So yeah. he could have turned up, but I don't think producer... Cammy, your neighbours come and check and make sure you're okay? Stuff like that. No, because why would they if they hate me? Surely they would want to ignore me so that I couldn't. He has found the gap in your logic there. So everyone hates him, including his neighbours. Of course, fair enough. Anyone that's met him, he kind of spread like a. Johnny, Johnny, have another go at that because it was an epic fail. Epic fail. Why did you get him back? Why did you get him back? Uh, we could have had Mark. We could have had Mark. Him. Right, um, I'm going to tell the, the listeners who right now will be sitting going, Jesus, and they talk about it's got to be last for an hour. Uh, well, yeah, probably. But we do have a, a sort of structure. Because I work on this, you know. I, I, I didn't just get arrived at. I, I, turn, I, I do some work, and I mean, 10 to, 10 to 8 tonight. Um, <laughs> kick off at 8. But, you know, I've done some work. So we do have to talk about the scandal. You know, should we tell the real reason that we weren't here last week? Nothing to do with the weather. Mm. In fact... We were out in strike with the refs. In sympathy. Yeah. I, 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 I genuinely thought it was because uh, Wagner would get papped yeah. at X Factor. Heartbroken. I thought that's what it was. Heartbroken. It was Fix. Fix. Yeah. Jordy Cow. Going to jail next, isn't he? Well, you would, you would assume so, given yeah. some of his, his behaviour. I like the fact that they wouldn't let him stay at the hotel with uh, the house with the rest of them. They made him go and live in a holiday. And anyway, um, the referees went on strike. Uh, the world didn't spin off its axis. Um, Celtic got a referee from Luxembourg and uh, he somehow managed to cost them a 2 1 against Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Rangers uh, got a break. Now, before we touch on. The, the whole referee thing. Has this 
enforced break actually done Rangers a power of good? I think there's an old adage, you're better with points than games in hand, but I think injury-wise, I mean, Bouguera's back soon, I think very soon. Papach. Beatty's uh, fit and Papach is fit, so yeah, I think it's not going to do us any, any harm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The only uh, thing I would add on to that is the fact that we, we now have a rescheduled game against Dundee United on the 21st of December, which... But um, that's just ridiculous. Because I don't have any friends or family, I don't spend any money at Christmas. But for people with friends and or family who are spending money at Christmas, that's a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. Yeah, you do wonder why that couldn't have been held back till, till later in the <laughs> January year. at some point. Um, so, and it then offers Rangers three away trips over yeah. Christmas within, within, te- within 10 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, we've it's, got, it's we've got the, the problem is obviously going to hit fixture congestion as well. And it makes it harder when you have these rescheduled games now because of travel and support. And the fans have got mm-hmm. to take a lot more consideration, especially when the weather's as bad as it has been in Scotland. Um, this week in particular oh, it's, a, it's a tough one because family commitments you, it is difficult to turn around and say by the way love I'm away on the 21st the 26th and the 29th yeah, the three yeah. away games you know it's, it's a fairly yeah. tough one to do especially given that uh, all three of them are on the telly so it does become a difficult one um, refereeing crisis Celtic brings Scottish football to its knees Scottish football sort of perks up mm. Hugh Dallas getting punted for his uh, satirical offensive whatever you want to say email about the Pope that really wasn't why he got bulleted was it Celtic have been after the guy for years um, Celtic have been after the guy since May the 2nd 1999 yeah. exactly. and, um, how he, dare he bleed on their pitch <laughs> he was never going to ever survive this um, David and I have actually been had a slight disagreement Cammy. I don't know what you think but David thinks Celtic come out of the whole thing looking a bit daft I think Celtic will take that short term punishment for the fact that their agenda was pretty much all the boxes ticked, I think the long-term game is what they're playing at, and I don't think they'll be too unhappy, but what do you reckon? No, I think you're totally right. Ultimately, at the end of the day, Celtic have more or less got what they want in this, and it's I don't even think that much of a kind of farce has been made of it, and no one seems to really be calling it that. And I, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I well, think that the, the, again, we, we tend to have our entire perception based on the West of Scottish media, and I think if you look at the bigger media around the world, Celtic made a, a tit themselves. They they didn't hesitate to name Celtic down well, the, south. Well, the, the the problem is, I mean, that, that that's what I was going to say was the fact that a lot of the kind of English journalists or English based journalists, I should say, they have looked at it and kind of said, right, okay, it's a bit of a joke. But the way how they've the way how I've certainly kind of perceived that from their. Uh, analysis of it is that Scottish football is a joke this is just another joke on top of that it's just kind of ridiculous and it, and the thing is so that it should be like you know it should be made aware of the fact that this is a disgrace and mm. it is none less than a disgrace because you've hounded people out of employment now I think that that's the the worst part of this was the fact that the other SFA uh, officials lost their job in Hugh Dallas's case I have a limited amount of sympathy because what he did he should have known Talk about the content of the email, whatever, but when you know that somebody's trying to shoot you, it's a bit stupid to hand them a gun and a bullet. Jude Dallas is a lot more high profile than I ever was, and I wouldn't send on stuff like that for the simple fact that if it got into the wrong hands, I was always wary that somebody would come back and play the bigot card. Because we're all Rangers fans listening to this podcast, we'll all have jobs. We're not, you know, Celtic fans who are unemployed. But the thing is, though, that I think everyone's either had a spam email or sent it on at some point as well. So some, somebody's done it, but I think that the point here is. Hugh Dallas shouldn't have done it because he's Hugh Dallas. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I um, agree. And there's, there was, what, four or five other people You've from got the who did, who did the same thing. Yeah. And they've all now been bullied. Dallas should have boxed a bit cleverer. I feel really sorry for the other ones. Yeah. What I would say about that, about um, forward non-spam emails, is I'm continually getting this one from someone. And I, I'm just going to take this opportunity to see if this uh, lady who keeps sending me these emails, I'm quite happy with my penis size. Um, I, I get but don't one. you want to tear her in two all night long? Well, not particularly, well, you know. Nothing, it's, yeah. I, I, I've, I've got a lot of stuff on. I've got a lot of DVD box sets to That's get through, true. and I don't really have the time for all that sort of okay. thing. But I'm, I'm quite happy with it the way it is. I'm not saying it's anything. For, it's like that old said the sexist joke. Remember in Viz. Mm-hmm. He chats up a girl and the girl says to him, I only shag men with a 12-inch penis. He says, well, I'm not cutting four inches off mine for anybody. Exactly. See, see, you're really unlucky, though, because I actually get uh, regular updates from a guy in Nigeria who I gave money to because he's now found a government loophole. Is that why you've no jacket? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you to because no, I, had to, I had to give him a thousand, and then when he comes over here, I've given him my bank details and all that, Of course that, you would. So he's going to do a wire transaction when he gets £100,000. Well, he's not pounds, and he's to lie send over. to you. He's a no, prince. Not at all, no. He's a prince. No, he's a prince. Just, yeah, he's a stand-up guy. But you it's a government loophole, You don't get lies in the internet you don't um, but, but to go back to what I will say is though they were after McDonald and Dallas they were after minimising the damage within Scotland it's interesting David you touched on the media from the rest of the world no one has really in Scotland has, has said anything I, and thirdly do you know what happened sorry mark my words I'm going to gaze into my crystal balls now right and is that why you've got them on the table yes exactly that was that soft tinkling noise earlier um, get to your point what I was going to say was 
in a few months' time, this if he will unleash a review of Scottish football, and Celtic somehow will be thanked or be involved in this and be seen as being uh, visionary. And they will come out with this smelling of roses, not of shit. I disagree sadly. with that slightly because I think that you're forgetting again that there were other clubs in Scottish football, in fact, every other club in Scottish football out with the Scottish Premier League didn't get a game at a time that they much needed revenue would have been coming Dundee, in. Dundee I, in particular. I think that they, they all blame. You saw chairman from these clubs coming out and saying it's Celtic, it's Celtic, it's Celtic. You saw Jack Steedman, former president of the Scottish Football League, coming out and saying it's Celtic. I think it has happened. And I think that in Rangers' case, our fans can be a little bit too paranoid that what we always assume is that Reid and Lawwell have this Machiavellian plan. They're working on the hoof as much as anybody. They didn't want this to blow up the way it's blowing up. Yes, they got what they wanted, but to be honest, and I've said this right from the start, go back to the podcast five weeks ago, I said it was inevitable that McDonald would go because he lied. Didn't matter about what, don't tell me it's a white lie or whatever. The fact is that if your job depends on your integrity and you admit to lying, doesn't matter the size of the lie or the but type of the lie, you're going to be out in your ass. No, no, you're not, because uh, look at Reagan, the new SFA. He lied to all the refs that he brought in from Europe. And nothing's... Yeah, I think he doesn't have anybody trying to get him out of a job, though, does he? Which but Celtic it, do. But his job relies on integrity, obviously. No, but what I'm saying is is that there were people targeting Dougie McDonald and he gave them the ammunition. I know, but that's my point as well, is that you're saying that you can't lie because of integrity because someone will call you on it. Reagan has sacked somebody for that and used lies to, to cover for the strike. I can't see how he can stay in his job. I, think oh, I can't see how he can stay in his job, but then again... He's not I under pressure. I know what you mean, but he's not under pressure. He's not under pressure. The Dallas is, McDonald where? Well, not really, because you've got Mexico Partaline and Jack Steedman. All of these people coming out and saying, yeah, it's Celtic. But there is no concerted pressure. Um, the guy Doncaster and Regan are both still on the posts, despite them bending over backwards to not mention Celtic, not blame Celtic, and basically thank Celtic for all their input. Regan came out of a meeting, no, it was Doncaster, Regan came out of a meeting saying, uh, uh, you know, it's unbelievable sectarianism that goes on up here. It was... Um I'm sure it was uh, Reagan, was it not? Yeah. I, think, I think time will tell, but I actually think that when you, you take a wee step back for this, you'll see that Celtic have done themselves a lot more damage. And more importantly, the fact, I think what was karma was the two results they had in the interim, the Dundee United and the Inverness results, made them realise their fans going, this is a, a smoke scene. Because while we always considered that the, the Celtic wing is basically, a, the Celtic support is basically an entire support of the, of the Jungle Boys or whatever they're called, or the Gearn Brigade. There's not. The sensible one's gone, no, the reason we're so shit is because of Mistorovic, is because of Maloney, because we don't have a captain. Anyway, I'm sick of talking about this. Yep. I'm sick of talking about these, these uh, uh, half-wits that have infected. Do we have any football, David? Are we playing ever again? Are we well, playing? yes, we do have some football, but we're going to go to the wide, wide world of football. And we're going to speak about who qualified for this week's Spears of the Week. Spears of the Week is when we look back over the wide, wide world of soccer for the last seven days, but in this case, last two weeks, uh, to see who's made the biggest fool of themselves. Uh, it could be someone who said that England would get the World Cup, for example. It could be somebody who believes that Russia and Qatar are the best places for a World Cup, and it's got nothing to do with money. It's named in honour of Graham Spears, who was formerly the chief sports writer at the Herald, and is now so desperate for any attention that he's appearing on STV Sports Centre, the type of programme that you would only find desperate people with a book to sell peddling their wares. You've been on it then? Yeah, have, you've been yeah, on it, yeah. yeah. I have. Um, but, but, you know, I'm just... I'm just Christmas a is coming up. Christmas is coming and the goose is getting fat, but not as fat as your yeah. mother, who remains a fat cow. Exactly. Um, Santa's going to empty his sack... All over you this Christmas, Cammy. Do you want David's ejaculation? I was lucky to be enough. Part of I it? was lucky enough to be uh, having a read of someone else's tonight, and it's actually quite interesting. I'm quite, um, I'm quite taken aback. I, I didn't realise you could spell. It's, it's interesting. Would you well, buy yeah. it though? And it's not. It's not. No, no I'm not going to buy it. No, I want my free copy, which I was promised. You weren't promised. I was promised. The, the only person that was promised one was my nephew, and he too won't remember years later when he finds he doesn't have one. Anyway, uh, spears of the week. Uh, the reigning champion. Ooh. It's Scott Van Den Acker. And Cammy, we promised Scott that if he was to win it again, he could keep it. And we would rename the section. Like the Jules Remet trophy. Well, that's about right. to happen. The Jules. Wait, do, you, do you think Scott's going to win? Not yeah. necessarily. Not no, necessarily. Right, right. Scott, if you'd like to yes. kick us off with your entries, please. Well, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not feeling the pressure that I normally would be because Cammy's just railed you there, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, not, really he's not winning. Right. Yeah. I've got two today, David. Two. Two. The first one. It's is a Mr. Claudio Borgi, okay? He was the Boca Juniors manager. Important job. Yeah, Important absolutely. Job. Diego Maradona's favourite team. Exactly. They lost the um, Super Classico against River Plate. Okay. okay. And he was sacked. 
Obviously, because it's South America, and if yes. he was a game, he, he was one that. match. Was it just sacked? He wasn't shot or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Taken outside, beaten, yeah, forced to watch as his children were tortured and then stabbed, and said, that'll teach you to take only go with one but, up front. Exactly. But um, what I like is, obviously, in, in, in this country, and you know, it's, it's all done by lawyers, you know, people in suit would take no comment at this stage. Mr. Borgi said the next day, after, after being fired, he said, you know, being at Boca was like having sex with a window open. I did my job everywhere. There were journalists with bad intentions just watching you, just staring at you. <laughs> it was up to me. I'd ban Listen, media and I would ban telephones. I'm pretty this, <laughs> this is a sad day for everyone. I'm pretty sure so, I had sex with the window open. I don't remember seeing you keep it standing outside there with a notepad. I know, so, I know. Who knows? It could have been. You've got to let it stand out. Why were they employing Swiss Tony? You know, <laughs> managing a football club. Can I, much like yeah. Sorry, a beautiful woman. Can I just ask, why did he want to ban telephones? What's the, what's the problem with phones? It's not explained. I'm not entirely sure. Did you maybe, not ask him? Well, maybe they phoned him up to sack him, and therefore he now hates old telephones. Perhaps. Right. Okay. It's still better than Mark McGee, uh, former former winner, former winner, former, winner, winner. Week, and former McGee, manager, uh, top boxer. Yeah. Uh, Mark McGee, uh, when he got sacked, said, uh, "I do feel that I was the right man for the job, and given time, I would have turned it around." Oh. And I just think I'm not a scientist, right? But mm-hmm. how much time is there? possibly forecast for the entire rest of history <laughs> because he still wouldn't have been able to turn that into But the, th- the thing about that quote is you, you agree with the first half of it that I felt he was a right man for the job because <laughs> he's taking <laughs> the club downwards. Yeah. The problem is he, he wasn't given enough time yeah. actually. Um, that's the thing. It's the, your David O'Leary theory, isn't it? Yeah. What do, what do managers who are really actually crap need? Yeah, the, the David O'Leary, the, the, oh, you know, give me £150 million and I'll get you 12. And more time. Yeah, and yeah. more time. And Steve Bruce is another one, you know, I need more money and more time. And Mark McGee, I need more money and more time. No, you need talent. Yes. Right, that would and be you a have none. Okay. Second one takes us to Romania. Okay. Now, FC Timisoara's president, Marian Yanku, has been falling out with University of manager, Victor Paturka. Good player, Victor Paturka in his day. They were on a TV debate about football, much probably like our STV sports center. on the sports centre, yeah. when um, it degenerated slightly. Unfortunately, Yanku called Paturka a big homosexual Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> Paturka said Yanku is bloated and stuffed, but he's stuffed with shit. He likes to stay in bed and eat 50 pies and 25 sandwiches. <laughs> and he has spots in his face like a fat gypsy stuck in puberty. <laughs> This was on the telly. Yes. Now, I don't I don't know who you are, but I think that's a damn sight more interesting in football focus. Yeah. He was then fined and said they shouldn't have fined me. It's just a lack of respect for me. What did they fine him for? For calling him a fat homosexual Satanist. <laughs> I like the fact that calling him fat wasn't enough. Calling him a fat homosexual mm-hmm. wasn't enough. And he's, you can tell he's just got to the end of that line. He's like, you're a fat homosexual Satanist. Yeah, <laughs> it's the first, the first thing he could think of. I like the concept of a homosexual Satanist, right? Because, you know, if you're a homosexual, then you probably wouldn't feel loved by the church. I don't yeah. think many churches are right behind the concept yeah. of bummers, are they? So you would probably does, find does anyone, does anyone want to go right behind them? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be behind them yeah. in front of them. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's terrible, you know. But, I but, it's, but, it's, a, but it's an admission, David, and it's very soon it's going to be on, you know, worldwide. No, I know, but, you know, I'd just like to say to any gay listeners out there, I am, honestly, I am right behind you in your, your struggle for acceptance in a horrible, cruel world. I've seen what it's done to Scott. And if I've you want advice, call Fraser. this number. Yeah. If you want some advice, come around. We'll have a chat. I found it fancy. A cup yeah. of Earl Grey. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, very good. Just Spears of the Week, which probably would have won, has made me look homophobic. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be. Okay, right. I'm going, no, no, don't. Sit there and think about what you did. Could you sorry? Could I, just to just to come back to that mm-hmm. one. Could you imagine what would happen if that guy came in this podcast? He would go crazy because all, all we talk about is having sex with men. Oh, that's yeah. true. And to be fair, though, he'd be speaking in Romanian, so the only person that could yeah. understand him is Mark or Fraser or uh, yeah. Fraser. Fraser, Fraser Fraser's has to be, daddy probably. Fraser knows at least about seven languages. Yeah, Fraser's daddy probably had a Romanian au pair yeah. for him. Back he's probably, he's probably the Heli- count of, of Timisoara. Yeah. Yeah. probably his helicopter pilot or something like that was yeah. Romanian. Need to get Fraser back for one before Christmas because he probably give me a good Christmas present, which is yeah. more than you two. Shower up half of Scotland, right? Okay, Cameron Bell. Uh, my one is going to be uh, Carlo Ancelotti. 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 That's what I said. Ancelotti. Well, uh, whoever. Uh, the Chelsea manager. Um, Thanks for that. <laughs> you can't say his name, but you'll point out to the rest of the world who he is. There might be some girls listening who don't know who he is, or homosexuals, or homosexuals. Not anymore. Not anymore. They won't no, be. They've chased them. They've yeah. turned off. So, um, yeah, no, I'm going to nominate him um, for his decision to sack Ray Wilkins. Well, it um, wasn't his decision. Well, apparently, put he that get anti Chelsea. Apparently, he, he got sacked at a reserve match. He did, but half, it was not half time. Ancelotti not only didn't sack him, he was really upset that he got sacked. Well, he didn't do enough then to get his job back. Then, well, you could say that, yeah. Yeah, he did. He said, "Give Ray his job back," and they said, "No," and then he left it. 
Ray Wilkins. Is that exactly how it happened? Well, no, I'm no, speculating. Well, you, exactly. yeah, speculating. well, actually, I was on uh, Roman Abramovich's yacht um, before the guy caught me, but that's a different story. But uh, apparently what it was is that Abramovich, after they went out last season to Inter, went into the dressing room and was getting tore into other players for not beating Inter. Wilkins stood up for them, and since then his card's been kind of marked, apparently. But you're absolutely right. Chelsea have lost their way, if you want to. This, yeah, they, well, anyway, thanks for... T- you know, that great story. Uh, yeah, uh, they've lost I'm not the one that comes on here with a bollocks fact and tries to pass know. it off as doing research. How's it a fact? I still believe that Carlo not only probably engineered the sacking, but should have done more about it. Do you believe there was no moon landing? Do you believe no, no, fairies? No, no, do you believe no, Celtic? I've seen the video. Do you believe, believe the establishment against Celtic? I do actually believe that one, yeah. Have you seen little Carlo's face, David? What a nice man. And he's just saying... And he's got a nice coat. I like his coat. He wouldn't sack Ray Wilkins, he? wouldn't sack Ray Wilkins. Ray Wilkins, a great example to the kids. Great example to the kids. You know, any kids watching. Any kids watching. My favourite Ray Wilkins moment when he used to do the commentary for Channel 4, remember, in the Gazetta. And uh, he used to always refer to the wonderful Czech midfielder as old Nedviad. Yeah. Who's 22 at the time. Scores a few goals, didn't he, old Nedviad. Anyway, Chelsea. So... I but uh, Butcher's going to be laughing to himself now because Chelsea have went in some sort of a slump, and if it wasn't for Absolutely. Man United being so pissed this season as well, mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea would be. Man United won the last game seven one. Do you watch football? My, no, uh, no, no, didn't Man United's last game they get beat four 0 yeah, West Ham. Yeah, Callum Cup. I'll give you that. That's yeah, a roundy yeah. moment. Oh, look, a football fact. Although maybe because Ray's such a nice bloke and he played for Man U, he'll probably happy whoever wins. That's true. Ray is just such a such nice book. But yeah. uh, I agree there is something rotten in the state of Chelsea. I mean, it would be funny though, was it, Cammy? It's not meant to be funny. It's, it's just the of the week. It doesn't you matter. I've tried, I've tried being funny and it didn't work. I tried being factual, it didn't work. So now you're just going to get people whatever, like, whatever I give you. Do you know what it is? I've tried being funny, it didn't work. I've tried being factual, it didn't work. Scott, could it just be a lack of talent we shouldn't have him back? Possibly. Please Listeners. Do that. Please do that. Listeners out there, right? There's been a couple of lunatics on the Heart and Hand Facebook. Where can you find uh, Heart and Hand on the on Facebook? The Facebook. The Sorry, Facebook. just interrupt that. Um, do you know that George Bush, George W. Walker Bush, uh, calls it the Facebook as well? There I you found go. that out during the week. Someone told me that. Ex president. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Friends in high places. Exactly. Um, the Facebook. Uh, there's been some sporadic support for Cammy. Um, so lot. you let us know out there, listeners. Um, do you enjoy this? This, well, for want of a better term, cluster F yeah. of uh, yeah. information that he gives yeah. us. Or no, no, I wouldn't get rid of you, Cammy. That's fine. How yeah. could I turn into the woman for the Make a Wish Foundation and look her in the eye? Yeah. If I did that, if I got rid of you, um, you're definitely not winning spears of the week with that one. So if you love Cammy and want to keep him on the show, get your crane. <laughs> Keep coming, Keep coming. <laughs> right. um, The winner of Spears of the Week this week is me uh, And the one I'm going to go with yeah, You did well Scott but Pat, you made me look homophobic This is, this is basically just like a, This is like a World Cup bit <laughs> That's exactly yeah. this is like decision so mistake. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah yeah absolutely Just call me uh, Seth yeah. Edgar yeah. Yeah. Uh, The winner this week and I think you'll both agree with it Is Anthony Stokes um, the uh, slightly kind of ill-looking Celtic striker come very pasty white face very pasty face you know he's the type of person I expect to see leading a horse down a flight of stairs in Dublin yes yeah mm. he's, he's that type of guy but he, he does on the smack Anthony Stokes said uh, is he, sorry is he Jamaican <laughs> yes. that was a horrific yes. accent yeah. just getting worse <laughs> Anthony Stokes said this week that uh, Rangers players always hammer a Celtic player in the opening few minutes of an old firm game he watched four or five of the matches in a row and he could see that uh, this is Anthony Stokes who by common consent should have been sent off after a minute of the last old firm game for injuring Sassi but not Papach. the common consent of Anthony himself no said he was a bit unlucky Anthony said he was yeah. a bit unlucky uh, what that you only maimed him that you didn't yeah. actually force him into he's only been out for six weeks so uh, it couldn't have been that bad attack. The thing about Anthony Stokes is I would just like to point in his general direction a large V-sign, which mm. I'm doing right now for the use of, uh, for, for illustrative purposes, and just say to Anthony that, uh, get it round you, your team's pish, and we humped you, uh, even after you took out our, uh, our it, left back. It's an interesting point. And I point. bet you Sasses went body deeps in, in a close family yes. member. It's, it's, it's an interesting point when you consider that um, no one's really talked about that, uh, apart from us in the podcast. I mean, the, of that game from all the referee throw that came out afterwards, that Celtic should have had a man sent off after 60 seconds. No one's really yeah. kind of come back and said, actually, you were lucky you kept 11 men on the yeah. mark at that point. Mm. Um, I did love the, we posted it in the Facebook, do you see after the, the own goal, and it's Kyle Lafferty running, and he's got his, his hands cupped to Celtic support, and somebody put a fantastic Mr. Kyle Lafferty to you. Mr. Kyle, I don't know what you mean, mate, maybe to you. Um, you know, he phones me up, he's like, Dave, I'm Mr. Edgar to you, Kyle. Um, but, He's running by the crowd and the caption says, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of how awesome I am, yes, which is awesome. fantastic. So I mean, Anthony yeah, Stoke, 
wins Spiels of the Week. Mm. Um, he is the biggest dick in Scottish football over the last seven mm. days. Should we start this section with the Sasa Papat song? He goes buzz deep. <laughs> Sasa Papat, he goes buzz deep. A great song. Anyway, I think that's a suitably uh, a, a suitably dignified moment for us to talk about the takeover. Yeah. Uh, Scottish businessman Craig White is poised in tabloid speak to take over Rangers after agreeing in principle a £33 million deal which will see the club's debt being wiped out £6 million returned to Sir David Murray the uh, £6 million that he put in at the start and uh, apparently everything in the Garnaby Rosie £5 million to spend every summer plus whatever it is yada 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 uh, good news on the, on the surface yeah you'd hope well you'd hope so um, I don't know I'd be interested to find out from Facebook what pod listeners actually think of David Murray because we've all got similar opinions from him which we take from various internet forums including Big Marks and it'd be interesting to find out what the kind of common partner thinks about David Murray and whether or not they would want to see him go Murray obviously wants to leave yeah but you've also I mean I think everyone um, who's kind of cautious about this I think that they're, they're just going to try and wait to see what happens. And because there's been no football, there's been a lot of talk about the takeover now happening before Christmas and various other things. It'll not happen before the no, end of the year. I think it'd be really good if a guy's genuine and he wants to come in, and that's fantastic. And if he wants good things for Rangers, then all power to him. But let's make sure that happens first. Let's not get you know the cart before the horse. Andrew Ellis, uh, who had the long running and let's face it, at the end up utterly utterly tedious saga of trying to buy Rangers last year, uh, or last season, sorry, has come back into the picture. Uh, it's kind of difficult to see exactly why, given Craig White's personal fortune, Scott. Well, that's one of the two things that I don't quite understand. Number one is, Andrew Ellis seems to be getting invited in without actually putting up any money. He's to pay back the money to Craig White, who's given him 25% of the shares. We still don't actually know why. Um, the other thing that's puzzling is this £5 million a year transfer, Kitty, because... It sounds like somebody in the media is just running this up the flag. Yeah, it does sound like Nobody a would agree story. to a deal. It's like you buying a house from somebody and they say, well, the condition is you have to put that kitchen in I'd always dreamed of doing but never get around to. Could that be coming yeah. from Camp Murray, though? Because he does like to give off that, oh, I wouldn't sell to... to somebody could whereas it's always been my perception that he would sell to anybody yeah. that could write him a cheque for it. Yeah, of course. Two years from now, we fail the qualifiers. There's no Champions League football, no European football. They're not going to spend five million net, regardless is, of income. Is there anything wrong with self-sufficiency? Nothing. They shouldn't spend it either. They shouldn't promise to spend money if we're losing money. I did see uh, Alistair Johnson saying this week that it's unlikely that we'll bring in any new players in the in the window. And people were upset by this. And to be honest, my view on it is, is great. At least you've been on it. I hated the David Murray thing of, oh, we might buy somebody and hinting and yeah, leaking the, stories. The, the Fiverr Fiver Celtic the, the first, 10 Yeah, that. but then the 1st of February or the 1st of September when we hadn't signed anybody to go, mm. we were so close. Mm. We had a deal last night, but we just couldn't get the paperwork through in time. We thought, well, you had no intention of signing anybody. At least AJ's mm. put it on the line. And I think we should be, as a support, mature and growing up enough to go, you know, fair enough. I well, think, yeah, I was, sorry, the, the point I was going to make there was that at the end of the day, our big buy, Jelovic, uh, for this season, has obviously been injured. And, I, and he contributed, certainly contributed. Oh, he did, yeah. He was playing. And what I'd like to also see now, if, if we do run into McCoy's being manager next season, how actively involved is he in the transfer market currently? And if you think about it, depending on what he did during the summer, it could also be the case that this transfer window coming up for January will be his only real hands-on experience at doing it. The thing about the takeover deal, um, before we, we start to spend in what money we may or may not have, is exactly this. We've been down this road before. There's no point getting too excited. And the thing that always haunts me is the belief that because someone's coming in, they've got to be good. Or, you yeah. know, the belief someone coming in is automatically bad. At the moment, I think we've got to be totally Joey Switzerland on this. Yeah. You know, we've got to be neutral. Because the thing that haunts me is the Hearts fans dancing up and down Gorgie Road with the Cossack hats on, a bit like Scott's silly hat earlier. Um, because Romanov was coming yeah. in we don't know how that worked out we don't know if Craig White's going to be good we don't know if Craig White's going to be bad and what we should be is cautiously optimistic and no more facts are thin on the ground yeah. that's exactly it nobody knows I think what was interesting on uh, Mark's uh, forum this week was that most people agreed that this is strange even even people who are normally a bit more hot headed everyone agreed that it is time for Rangers to start a bit of grassroots maybe spend money on infrastructure 
I and thought it, you meant that you wanted them to plant drugs and sell them and bring in Well, that actually might not be a bad idea. idea. That'd be a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Bain is Carlos the Jackal. Oh, you know those big likes you've yeah. got on the pitch? Yeah. Maybe under we that. We could grow hash trees. Bain yeah. would be a drug dealer that actually gave you a discount and all that and wouldn't take your... He'd haggle you down. Well, I think yeah. you should go for a £15 bag and walk away with it for 12 quid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. But So I just think most people now think Rangers have to live within their means. We have to start looking at youth football, scouting, maybe a like a paint for the stadium. And it's very, very surprising how few people are saying... Magic, let's just bring in £10 million of players every Yeah, every I summer. think the, the fans have definitely, they've changed over the last couple yeah, of seasons. You're right, but it's not just the youth system, it's the scouting as well. Like, we spent a lot of money on SPL players, Here and we you go. have to. Guys, okay, look, what, you don't want to criticise, and but... Yeah, we, you do, you love criticising. Oh, yeah, but we really get bids for these people, is what I mean? Like, you have to eventually, we have to start thinking about players who do have a resale value. And if you think of our first team, even Bouguera, there's not been one single actual concrete bid for him. We spend money, say, two or three million pounds on players, and we don't sell them on, there are no bids for them, the value seems to drop, and we have to think about this as well, it's not just the youth players, because they get a lot of the blame. It, it I can, think you can think about you know, it, but I think it's the dodgiest thing in the world if you sign somebody with entirely looking at selling them on. Not entirely, but, yeah. but you think somebody, you think, say, like Whitaker, for example, if it worked to sell them for £10 million, but we haven't really sold anybody that we've bought on. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think that, that we're, we're kind of going off topic a little yeah. bit, because at the moment, we've got this now, if the takeover does go through, um, we'll say goodbye to Sir David Murray. I think I can pretty much know the opinion of the people around the table, given uh, given the background. But but just quickly, he'll miss you, won't he, as well? <laughs> yeah, if yeah. David will miss me, yeah. you know. I was on his Christmas card list for a couple of years, but I haven't been for a couple. No. Uh, so uh, has I, he got a copy of Twenty First Century? I was going to say, has he got the book? Did you send him a copy? No, I didn't. You get a freebie. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, I, it's my dwindling importance in society or a case yeah. of that uh, he's just glad to see the bag of me, but. Quick answer, will Rangers fans look back on his tenure happily or unhappily when he's gone? First decade happily, second decade went to seed. Um, I think that if you're to ask the majority of Rangers fans, they're going to say that David Murray was a, a, a godsend to Rangers. I think a lot of people would be behind them. I think more people who look at the financial dealings and the situation we're in now and where the responsibility lies for that will say no, Murray leaving is definitely a good thing. I think that uh, the majority of fans do view him fondly. Um, but yeah, I think that the majority of fans are now ready for change and I think that this is a good time for anybody coming in. But we have to stress again, if somebody comes yeah. in. No facts. Absolutely. So uh, we'll talk more about this because uh, if anything, the last uh, set of takeover talks uh, taught us that this is going to run and run and run. Um, but we're going to go into a new section now and it's the what if. We've got a new section this week and it's going to be a little bit of an interactive section. You know, social media and that, right? I've been reading up on this. Mm-hmm. This is when we get the people who listen to the pod to get involved with the pod through the medium of the Facebook and their emails and that Twitter. Uh, and they tell us stuff. And basically, they then write a section of the show. Is anybody using the Twitter page? Well, yeah, because uh, we've got loads of followers. Um, follow followers? I know, I know that. We actually get followed by Rangers official updates. You're kidding. No, and we but don't I follow mean, them, So, but they follow us. I know the players listen to us. Do they? Mm-hmm. Have you been talking to Scala? No, I asked the captain of the club and he said, yeah, particularly me, they like me because I support Lafferty. I think that's fantastic. You well, it's got a use. Cammy's got a use. Well, it's actually funny so. because Naismith up turned informer season is entirely down to what I said about him in the first podcast. That's a mm. fact. It's all known through Ayrshire. Excellent. Said fact. It's all known through Ayrshire. There's, uh, a, there's a phrase. Argument's yeah. finished. Um, but we want these people to get involved with us. Uh, and we and want, we want to, to write a third of the show. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we want their answers to this. So what it is, is... You know these sections that they say uh, in, in newspapers, you know, what if they had lived, right? And they say if John Lennon had lived or if Jimi Hendrix, what would they have gone on to do? What if my hero Hitler had won the war and not lost it? Well, I thought it was more Marx kind of thing. He is <laughs> yeah. joking, can I'm I joking. just say to our Jewish yes, listeners. Um, but Don't go the way the homosexuals, <laughs> yeah. literally and metaphorically. Yeah, so we'll yeah we're, we're just right. alienating everyone. Yeah, 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 straight away. Peter Kearney already hates <laughs> us, right? No, yeah. no, we've alienated homosexuals. Yeah. Not gonna make it, I'm not going to link the two there because no, I'm no. getting shut down. Jews are now up. Well, yeah. this, do you want to have a go at the Muslims? Yeah. No, no, I didn't think you would. Not, yeah, no. not, not living as close to Pollock Shields as you do. No, I've got a cartoon. Oh no, women. Right, uh, but the what if section is we're going to take uh, an incident from Rangers history and say, but what if something had happened? Right. So I'm going to kick us off with this. In 1997, December 1997, Rangers announced that Walter Smith would be stepping in at the end of the season. You'll recall this, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do remember you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we then interviewed for managers. Now, the final two names on the sheet for managers, I believe they had a sheet, uh, were the PSV Eindhoven coach Dick Advocat, mm-hmm. a man with a, an amusing name and a stellar mm-hmm. reputation, and the then Lazio coach Sven Joran Eriksson, uh, a man with a similarly sterling reputation. Uh, but Sven's reputation would obviously change throughout the years. We went for Dick. Mm-hmm. Which is quite... Not the first time that you two have gone for Dick. <laughs> yeah. Da, but, which is quite funny because Sven usually goes for Fanny. But yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go. So I would wonder, what if Rangers mm-hmm. had hired Sven Joran Eriksson? And mm-hmm. what I seen would have happened is, with the arrival of Nancy Del Olio, mm-hmm. shares in the Italian centre in Glasgow would have gone through the roof. It would have been yes. the hottest property. And given what happened to him when he was down south, mm-hmm. Sven would have ended up shagging a weather girl. Yes. But the only weather girl in Scotland is Heather the Weather. No, there's another one's Judith. Well, I don't know lesbian. who Judith is. The she's a former lesbian. Well, she's not going to shag Sven then, is she? She's not a lesbian now. It's going to be Heather the Weather. What will? So Sven, you can't shag. Don't know. What you're, no. Just think of Sven's naked body oh. doing in Heather the Weather smiley face. See, when Sven has the sex, the sex, yes. When he has the sex, is his hair so still so perfect? Oh, you think? imagine? Yeah. Because you know I, I, I bet, I bet. Do you think he takes his glasses off? No. no. Do you know what he's definitely got? Have you seen those hangers? That Producer look? Chris, you've got glasses. Do you take them off when you're having sex? Do you have time? Yeah. Okay, with the show then. He's probably going to be hangers though. You know, you sort of flick them. Travel hangers. Yeah. Sven, and I'm sure he's suiting his jacket. With not a crease. Oh, he'd fold his. Exactly. So, if Rangers had hired Sven Joran Eriksson in 1998, then right now, Sven Joran Eriksson and Heather the Weather would be presenting Daybreak. That's the what if from me. I thought you'd some football stuff going on here. I know, I said that. This is your turn on the what oh, if segment. Oh, okay, right. But David, do you think he'd have won as many trophies as we did? Uh, yes, because Advocat didn't win as many trophies as people seem to think he did. And I also don't think Sven was that bad a manager. No, I think Sven would have done very well. If he hadn't been distracted by offers right. of TV work with his new girlfriend, Heather yeah. the Weather. Right, so I was, I was thinking about this. David didn't give us much notice. No, nope, didn't. So I thought... Now, Nikita Jelvis, okay? Nikita Jelvis looks a pretty handy player. Do you not agree, Cammy? Mm-hmm. Started the season well. He's so back, you went back years for this? He's back to full fitness soon. To, to terrorise No. What if the Orange Order hadn't chipped in to buy Nikita Jelvis? Oh, that's a good point. What if we told the, by Celtic fans that that's how we bought him. What if the Orange Order had decided to spend their money on a big party? Yes. Right. With balloons. With balloons and a Pope on a pinata. Yes. Right? Red balloons and Red white balloons, balloons. and white balloons blue. and blue and orange balloons. Yeah. Orange order. And hadn't bought Nikita Jelovic. Exactly. What if that had happened? That was my first thought. What if? The other one was, what if in 1872, Glasgow Green had been full and we couldn't get a pitch? That's a very good point. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that's that a one. scary one. It's a scary thought. Jumpers for goalposts. What would have happened? But then we'd never have ever got to see Sven Jorin Eriksson and Heather Weather presenting oh Daybreak. Oh, we also probably wouldn't be doing a podcast about Rangers. No. And then we probably wouldn't have met. Oh, my oh God. And Cameron would be sitting here naked at the moment because he wouldn't have a Rangers top on. I'm not this the one with my crystal scary. balls on the table. Yeah. This is just utterly frightening. Oh, there's a, that's a, that's a <sighs> real head fuck. It's like that Twilight Zone thing. Yeah, it's I'm not sure I like that. Right, I'm going I'm to move that away. But what if there had been no Rangers? Oh, scary. Maybe too deep. Celtic would have been running around. I still wouldn't have been a Celtic fan I don't know about no, you No, I'd have a Thistle fan No, I wouldn't like football And somehow I still hated Tims Yeah, absolutely I wouldn't know why Yeah, absolutely mm. That's a good point now, Who would you support if it wasn't? Because in the assumption That you're still in Glasgow For example still Glasgow And though. you're not And don't get me wrong I mean, I, I like you And stuff like that as well But you're not ugly enough To be a Celtic fan No So is it the case then Who would you, who would you support? And probably if, would, you, would it be in Glasgow Or would you go outside Assuming there's only Thistle And Thistle and Celtic There's Queen's Park and Queen's Park, yeah. Being but. that I'm from Ayrshire, uh, and there was quite a few Kilmarnock fans in my area, and I am a contrary arsehole, I would have supported Air United, which I did kind of. Um, right, okay. When Rangers were away, I would go to Air United just to annoy producer Chris. Probably, try to think, probably Paul Juniors. Oh, that's pish. No. Oh, la- oh it's Mr. Modern Football. Yeah, yeah, rubbish. I, know, I, know I would be down I there well, with my cloth cool. cap and my whip. It would be some Ugandan second division team okay, or something like that as well. Um, 11 men in flight. From South Africa, that's who I'd support. Is that a real team? Yeah, 11 men in flight. 11 men team, in yeah. flight, which is generally how you spend Saturdays. <laughs> right, Cameron Bell, what if? Um, well, yeah, like Scott, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this because you told us 15 minutes before that. Bonnie Carney, we over, didn't yeah, I? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What if Abramovich 
uh, his helicopter when he flew over London, and he—I know you know the story about yeah. he flew over White Hart Lane, and he was like, "No, well, it's all right." And then he went across to Stamford Bridge and thought, "Fuck it, right, I'll just buy that." Yeah. What if he'd actually come up, and we were now some sort of European superpower? And despite the fact that you know, obviously we're a, a, the greatest club in the world, but we'd actually been able to attract players of like a seventy million pound quality. So what? Ren- Ronaldo lived in like Bovo Bridge. <laughs> so you know what I mean? What yeah. if Roman Abramovich's pilot had been drunk yes. or really, really yeah. bad yeah. at directions? Right? What, what if? What if? Because mm. it didn't take that long helicopter from London to Glasgow, yeah. would it? An hour or so. An hour and a half. Yeah. You know, so Roman falls asleep, wakes up, and goes, "I thought it was going to be quicker than that." He's like, "No, what no." If, but, what, but what if the pilot was a bear? That's what I'm saying yeah. to you. Yeah. And he's he, obviously Abramovich will be shouting at him in Russian or some sort of crazy so he language. Understand not, he doesn't understand yeah. it. So Sounds he just drums, uh, so he flies over, and then you, you know you would miss the tanks that you see when yeah. you come into Glasgow. Obviously, Miss Parkhead, and then you just then you see Ibrox, and then Roman's like, ah, "That looks nice." That looks, the problem is, you no, know, actually, that would have been a good time to do it because now he's skinned after bribing the FIFA delegate. Oh no, sorry, no, not bribing. So I'm chatting to them about the bid. Right, to them about the uh, our lawyers are, are telling us that, that we think that the bids, and I am going to say this yeah. for the record, that the Russia and Qatar bids were the best and thus deserved to win. Yes, I mean, who would have thought that desert? City of a million population. Well, the temperature will the temperature will be fifty degrees yeah, every I mean, match. Did, right. did you see? Sorry, just on that point, did you see that um, Beckenbauer came out and said, "Well, we could potentially play the game in January or play the, the World Cup finals in January." That's a bit of a shit month, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't be against that. It's not a lot, is there? No, it's not no. a lot in January. But could you, but could you imagine the outcry from European club football if that was to happen? Yeah, yeah buckle them. Anyway, we're going to ask for yours then. What if moments? Got to be Rangers related. Uh, you, you'll notice. But not as depressing as mine. But not as depressing as Scott or, or even Cammy's was. Um, and, and not as, as sort of maybe as Hello Magazine-ish as mine no. was. But we want to hear your what ifs. Can they lead to there being Scott on the, the grounds of Paul Juniors? Can it lead to Roman Abramovich managing Rangers? Can it lead to a football manager having sex with a, an annoying BBC One personality? We want to know. So give us your what if. If something could have happened and then didn't or it went another way, we want to know. Put your answers on the... The Facebook. Facebook. Put them to ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That's ibroxrocks, R-O-C-K-S, at playbackmedia.co.uk. Or send them in on Twitter. Uh, prize. Yeah, we'll give him a prize. Give yeah, a but, prize. Don't, yeah but don't don't mention Celtic. Don't say what if Celtic didn't exist or anything like because that's pish. Yeah, don't, oh, it's got to be Rangers related. Yeah. I but don't don't mention them. Let's, yeah. let's stop and talking about. We them. will give a prize for this one. So Facebook entries. Um, okay then, and with that, we'll preview the upcoming matches. Nice place, Inverness, and the, nice. the fact is, is that three quarters of the ground are always full of bears. Yes. Uh, huge <laughs> range of support. Yeah. Terry Butcher's doing well um, with ICT. Obviously, they had that great result at Celtic. But was it that great result? I mean, only getting a draw at Celtic. I mean, to be honest, we went there and thrashed them without trying. Yeah. So, I mean, so we should win. <laughs> you know, how good is it? No, but we had a referee. They couldn't afford a referee. The, the second half yeah. when Nasey sat down, skinned up, right, and had time yeah. to do it before setting up a goal. But um, Inverness is, is always a. Is he even linked? Is Terry linked to the mutton molester job? Yeah. Yeah. He's favourite but, for it. Yeah, yeah, but they're basically right. saying that the sheep fans won't accept him. <laughs> That's Good. nice and big of them, isn't right, it? Right, okay, yeah. so let me just, just understand this, right? And this is what drives me mental about Aberdeen, and regular <coughs> pod listeners will know of my hatred for Aberdeen and want to get rid of it. Why on earth, then, would you turn around and say a successful manager, to an extent, but can win away from home and has done so predominantly this season in Terry Butcher, why on earth would you not accept him? Because of the fact that you're used to Captain Rangers, because you're mental, small-minded, and yeah. irritating. But I just, but I, I find it incredulous when yeah. you think of Aberdeen. Aberdeen have had a spectacular fall from grace. Anyone who was my age, for example, or maybe five years older than me, who knows about all the European success, knows about Fergus, knows about the fact that they were at one point a dominant force in Scottish football. Seventeen thousand, Cameron. But the Cameron. thing, the thing is, they now won't accept Teddy Butcher. Cameron, it's they've had, they had a fluky five years under the greatest manager that. British football has probably ever produced, and that's why they were there. Uh, I want predictions. Uh, I want us to go around this table, and I want predictions. Scott, we'll start with you. Uh, Inverness, Caledonian, Thistleway. 1-3. We shall triumph. 1-2, I'm going to say, with a, a hard game, but mm. with yes. a, a good victory. For I'm going to echo Scott's 3-1. I think it'll be a hard-fought win, but I think we will win. Okay, then. Uh, it's now time for the bit that the listeners do. Uh, we're going to wrap up this week. Which well, isn't uh, enough so far, can I just say to them? They should do more. No, they do, Hannah. It's right just I don't let them. I'm not going to let them. Yeah, why give away valuable why things? Why give away what I could book? be talking? Nick, I'm not saying credit them. See when you two are talking. Yeah. 
I'm sitting there waiting for you to finish so I can talk again. Fair enough. Right? So mm-hmm. just, just understand. Why do you think there's only two this week rather than three? It's been two weeks. I'm, I, I was it's, it's, not, it's not us. You see, this is what you don't understand. It's not us talking, Scott. It's David not talking. It's the, the, more, the, the yes. bigger issue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, the, the listeners can do it in the weeks that I can't be bothered, but I had two weeks and a strong coffee earlier. So, no, they see, see, see when you listen to the pod, when you listen to it on your device, let's assume if it's, uh, if it's, if it's, us, if it's yeah. an iPod, do you just sit and fast forward through the bits where you're not talking? Well, no, I, I do my own edit of just me. I know you, I know you do that, but when you listen to it for leisure... Yeah, yeah, I yeah, do. Just I, fast I, I don't listen to the actual part. I, what I do is, I, I, when I'm listening to it for my leisure, I just cut you out. And then what I do is I go into the corner of the room where there's the pictures of me and just surround myself in it and just <laughs> listen to me. But no, how stupid would that be, Cammy? Because see if I want to hear me talking... I just talk. But the thing is, though, that you don't get the, the opportunity to laugh at you because you can't laugh and talk at the same time. Oh, you'd be surprised. Next well, time, revolution, son. Anyway, we asked the Heart and Hand listenership for fat and bald footballers. Yes. Did we promise them a prize? Gafter book. Gafter book. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Scott Fulton, bald 11. Ingalls Bartes. Yes. Yep. Um, back four. I like this that he did at 4 4 2. Danny Mills. Yeah. Teddy Lucic, champ yes. manager, ninety seven, ninety eight, legend, uh, Teddy Lucic, Yap Stam, Roberto yes. Carlos, Attilio Lombardo, Lee Carsley, Stephen Ireland, Tamuri Ketsbaya, Steve Stone. He says I'm scraping the barrel. He's a far better player than Stephen Ireland and uh, Jan Collar. Why is, Ray, why is Ray Wilkins done it? You need to ask Scott. That's a pretty good, pretty good sign. Are any of them fat? He says no. And no. he, he did say bald eleven. He says right. on talent, Henrik Larsson should be in, but for obvious reasons he can't be. I also had Gravison in, but forgot he was a Tim. So <laughs> that's fair enough. So yeah. Lee Carsley okay. made it. Uh, Scott Stubbs, uh, don't know about fat and bald, but surely Zidane's the greatest baldy. Yeah. Well, see, Zidane loses points for pretending that he wasn't going bald. Yeah. He had that wee monk's tonsure. Just shave no, off. I, no, but I, I like that. I thought that was really because he, he would do what any of us. Well, David's going bald, but he would do what any of us would do and. Try and keep going no matter what. No, I'll shave. Opposed, you don't shave now. You're David Peterson. Uh, I've got one of those peaks, but I, I, when it when it goes, I'll shave. Um, Scott Stubbs. One thing I've noticed about uh, the amount, and you'll hear this as I'm reading through this, the amount of people in heart and hand who are called Scott, David, Craig, or Andrew. Good Scottish Presbyterian. Hey, there's a, yes. But there's a cami. There's cameos. Yeah, I want to shout out to cameos as well. But what you don't tend to get are a lot of Pauls, Michaels, <laughs> Francis. Right? We don't yeah. get a lot of them yeah. for some no. reason. Anyway, Scott Stubbs. Uh, then Mar- Mark Harper said Ronaldo, Brazilian, is his favourite fat, bald, talented footballer. Fair point. Ah, fat and bald. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Scott Shields. Uh, the guy at the starting end of the pod has to change. Is it right at uh, the starting end of a Rangers pod? I have to hear a Fraser Foster sound alike. Yeah. And by the way, X Factor predictor. What's all about? Yeah, it was a sponsor. Um, well. You know, people paying the money, they take the choice. Um, Nick Phillip, he went for Neville Southall as his favourite fat, bald, talented player. Surely mm-hmm. extra, extra points for being unassisted by Google. Do we trust them that he was unassisted yeah. by Google? I don't. Um, mm-hmm. But Neville Southall was a fat, bald, untalented player, but he was a goalkeeper and goalkeepers aren't that talented. Neville Southall was good. He did a bit of Andy Gorman's about him. He wouldn't try unless he knew he could save it. Yeah. I like that. Scott Semple, no idea who he is, but there is a Welsh player from the 60s called Terry Hennessy. Thank you, Google and Wikipedia. Fat, check, bald, check, mm-hmm. good, check. But the reason he says this, Welsh International. Now, since when has been a Welsh <laughs> International, a sign that he must have been a quality player. I think Cammy's won. Tony Hyde, who's Chris's brother and Lois, a great ball player, not that fat, but mental. Tamuri Kitsbaya. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is crazy. Like classic. Yeah, when he scored. It's on YouTube. If you haven't seen this, listeners, he scores for Newcastle. The crowd have been giving him the bud. So he walks over and kicks the living shit out of the advertising. Yeah. Yeah. To the point his boot comes off and then frustrated, he picks it up and starts slamming it against the advertising hoarding. Okay, then. So we need to pick a winner. Yes, no, oh. no mention of Bobby Williamson. He was a fat bald manager more. Was he? Yeah. He wasn't bald and he was a player. He was fat though. He was fat, but he was shite. He was utterly yeah, dire. Was, huh? So was Terry Hennessy, maybe. Points don't know. Well, to be fair, we, t- we said fat bald talented players, Chris. And you might, uh, Kamarnik might have been good, but Bobby Williamson is just everything that was wrong with Rangers in the early days. Speaking of Bobby, so what about Charlton? He wasn't fat. Also, it was a comb-over. He was denying his boldness big time. But we've just included Zidane, though. I'm going to give the prize. I'm going to give the prize to Mark Harper for Ronaldo. He's the only one who's genuinely talented and fat and bald. And fat and bald. Yeah. And buck-toothed. And buck-toothed, which is a bonus. And better than the Ronaldo pretender that there is at the moment. 
The Ronaldo pretender got a bit of a showing up last week, didn't he? Oh. Oh. How good were Barca? That was ridiculous. Yeah. That was I mean, it was, uh, it was just and Mourinho sitting looking like oh, he didn't know what to do. Clueless tossing. You know, it's like those the kind of football that we'd have played under Sven Johan Eriksson. That's exactly. Yeah. It's like what if? What if? With Adrian Childs as his assistant Chiles. manager. Yeah. Cammy Christie, if Naismith is the Ayrshire Messi, does that make Whitaker the Midlothian Mycon? It doesn't even make him the Midlothian Stuart Monroe. Yeah, frankly. Um, Cammy's quite a young guy because uh, A, he is quite a young guy. He's the guy that got the punny in school. And right. B, he says he likes Cammy on the pod, which is more to do with the fact he's named than anything he says. Probably, yeah. probably quite yeah. an intelligent guy then. No, the that's time, why he can take time off of school to listen to the pod because no, school's you, beneath him. No, the first time you've had loads of words trying to appeal to a 14 year old. He, he's got a lot um, of time sitting in the corner with his dunce cap on. To think okay. Um, then there was the there was lots and lots of talk about the last time we played, which was two weeks ago. <laughs> it was a Manchester United game. Um, what I did like was, I'll not go through it. But uh, Gary Kidd, Scott Player, another Scott, Scott Williamson, and Dean Granger. Dean Granger, who might win a prize for not being called Scott. <laughs> right. I'm going to see. I'm going to go through. I want everybody who posts on the Facebook to post on if you're called Scott and just go, a Scott here. Right, Scott, you start mm. this thread. Okay. Scott is going to start a thread. It's the thread of the Scots. And I want to see if we can get a first 11 of heart and hand Scots. Excellent. A first 11 will probably end up having about a first 300. Nine, nine yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, you can uh, get in touch with us at the Heartland Facebook page. You can go and see the picture of Scott's hat. We did get a dog in a hat, Scott. We did, yes. Made my home And I forgot day. to write down the bloke's name. Okay, then. Um, that's pretty much it from Heart and Hand this week. I would just like to say my name is David Edgar. I've been your host. I'd like to thank my guest, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. As to believe. Mr. Cameron Bay. Gracias, thanks, then. Producer Christopher Osborne. And our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers. Uh, you can get in touch with us on the Heart and Hand Facebook page, which is Facebook Heart and Hand. You can follow us at Ibrox Rocks on Twitter and you can get in touch with us at Ibrox Rocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. We've enjoyed talking to you and we'll be back next week. <laughs>